Welcome to Iron Rhetoric with your intrepid host, Pastor Brett McAtee. Truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yet that scaffold sways the future, and behind the dim unknown, standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. Uh, so we continue looking at um, Dr. Alan Strange's unveiling against Dr. Stephen Wolf's vision of Christian nationalism. This is the second podcast where uh, Dr. Strange deals with this subject, and so it's my second response, although we may be putting responses one or two together. Uh, Dr. Strange in his podcast uh, on this number two marches out the old canard that, quote, Pentecost was the reversal of Babel. When in point of fact, Pentecost was, we would contend, the sanctification of Babel. Um, if Pentecost had been the reversal of Babel, then all the people from the various nations would have heard the gospel in something like Esperanto. Instead, each people, people heard the gospel in their own tongue, thus sanctioning nations and, by extension, nationalism. Um, and, of course, we would say Christian nationalism. Um, you will find a lot of people saying Pentecost was the reverse of Babel. That is just bad theology. And again, I'm a bit shocked that a, a PhD at a flagship reform seminary is trying to sell it. A strange also insists, insists that the time period um, in the reformed epic that we, uh, that Wolf appeals to on church and state matters is no longer consensus by reformed churches. The response to that, at least my response is so what? If Wolf rightly understands the Westminster Confession of Faith as it was accepted by the Americans and the three forms of unity accepted by the 20th century Reformed Church with deleterious changes by Kuyper, if, he, if Wolf understands those were, those were both gross aberrations, why should it matter what Reformed denominations today currently think? Modern Reformed denominations have so altered the original intent of the original confessional documents on church and state so as to make Christian nationalism almost impossible. Not completely impossible, but almost impossible. So the changes in the Westminster in, I think it was 1789, I think. It's somewhere around there. And the changes made in the um, Belgian Confession approximately 1959, I think. Um, at least that's when it was accepted in the CRC, I think. Anyway, I'm, I'm not real sure about the dates. Those changes, though... Uh, were contrary to really the the re original Reformed ethos. Um, they are not faithful representations on church and state issues um, that you find in the original autographs. Um, so if Wolf wants to presuppose the original autographs, um, the original Westminster, the original Belgic, who is strange to wave a red flag on that issue? Dr. Strange perhaps doesn't realize how those changes changed the whole Reformed faith and made it less Reformed. Of course, he'd probably contend that I'm out of my tree, um, but I can sustain that. Wolf is reaching back to an earlier time when Reformed theology on church and state explicitly taught some kind of nationalism. And again, I've mentioned this book before, but I'll mention it again. Uh, Westminster, The Westminster Confession and Theonomy is a little booklet that people should get because it also supports this idea of Christian nationalism, that the laws of the nation ought to correspond 
to the laws of scripture. Um, that book is by Martin Fowler. It's getting harder and harder to find uh, theonomy in the Westminster Confessions. Dr. Alan Strange in his podcast, Analyzing Christian Nationalism, also faults Dr. Stephen Wolfer, saying that Christianity has not come into its own, that is, into its full flower, unless it is instantiated in every institutional expression of any given set culture. Uh, Strange seems to think that by saying this, Wolf is diminishing both the necessity for regeneration and the preaching that leads to, to regeneration, and also then the diminishing of the church's role in placarding Christ. Wolf, contra Strange, does not negate the importance of the church's proper jurisdictional role. Indeed, I had no doubt that Dr. Wolf would agree that the church needs to be about properly handling the keys of the kingdom. Dr. Wolf's point remains, though, if a social order doesn't embrace Christianity, if the magistrates are not, in the words of Isaiah, nursing fathers for the church, then Christianity most certainly will not have the far-reaching impact that it otherwise would and so indeed has not come to its fullest expression. Thirdly, in his podcast against Christian nationalism, Dr. Alan Strange clearly invades against any kind of use of force in order to reestablish a Christian ethos to the nation. Strange even cites R.J. Rushdoony and Greg Bonson as being against the use of force to establish a Christian national reformation. Um, and here I'm going to go out on a limb I think Strange, uh, Rush, Dooney, and Bonson were all clearly wrong here. Um, returning to Christian nationalism might quite possibly require force, just as Charlemagne used force to establish Christianity among the Franks, just as Alfred the Great had to use force, just as Charles Martel used force to maintain Christianity against the Muslims. So also the period of the Reformation was characterized by conflict, the Crusades established Christianity by force in the Holy Land for a period of time. The Dutch only received, achieved freedom from Catholic Spain by use of force. Cromwell established a particular kind of Christianity by force. Even our American War for Independence was an example of the Protestant dissenters with a Reformed Christianity going, again, going to war against British Episcopalianism or Anglicanism. I know that Bonson... And Rush Dooney lived in a different time than we lived in. I believe that that perhaps indeed may have colored um, their view. But I just think it's silly to think that any kind of major world view shift cannot use force to establish its presence. Now, I can envision that that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way, but let it rub. Now, naturally enough, we would we would all love to have our, our to velvet have velvet revolutions. I don't know if you remember this, but the Czechoslovakia, when the Soviet Union was falling and Eastern Europe was also moving from communist there from communism, their revolution was called the velvet uh, revolution uh, because it was not characterized by violence. And all of us would love to have that, but it's not realistic that every cultural worldview shift can be achieved by a velvet revolution. As such, to suggest as strange does, it's use of force, is just abhorrent to Christians, is just utter nonsense. Throughout history, Christians have repeatedly used force against paganism to establish or defend Christian nationalism. I mean, go back to your history here in the colonies and see how the Puritans sometimes treated the Quakers when the Quakers were trying to introduce a worldview shift into the Puritan communities. 
I, I, you will find force. It's true that both Rush Jr. and Bonson spoke against the use of force, but we're living, as I said earlier, in quite different times from when RJR and Bonson lived. Maybe they would still insist that force is not an option. If they were still alive and did insist that, I would still counter with the conviction that they're in error. You know, and it's hard to believe, though, that, but someday in the future when I'm dead and buried, people are going to have them are going to really say with all sincerity that McAtee was wrong. I know it's hard to believe, um, but that's going to happen. And in the same way, I'm saying that Rush Dooney and Bonson were wrong. We might as well just belly up to the bar and admit all this. We can advise to, to go slowly on the usage of force. We can say only in the last resort. Uh, we can warn against being lured into force when not yet ready. Uh, we can say, as Doug Wilson has said famously, don't take the bait. Um, but taking co force completely off the table in order to establish Christian nationalism is just not a well-thought-out idea. Because, as our forefathers said, one of their rallying cries in the war for independence, obedience to tyrants is disobedience to God. Well, that's a, a, a brief look at uh, Strange's second effort, and uh, thanks for your time. Godspeed and good night. Thank you for joining us this week. Look for us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor FM. Don't you know she could bring a good feeling ain't had in such a long time? Save my life, I'm going down.